Welcome to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, founder and CEO of the Modern Mind Group. We're dedicated to improving your people skills so that you can have better relationships with others for a much more fulfilling life or career. People skills are not just a nice to have, they're a have to have. So when it comes to organizations as well, this really does impact the workplace and the results that you'll get from that. We're going to be delving into topics such as emotional intelligence, communication, leadership, workplace well-being, mental health, culture and performance. I'm going to be answering your questions on all of these topics and sharing some insights from my career to help you move forward and definitely emotioneer a modern mindset. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel or on the Facebook page as well as LinkedIn. We look forward to connecting with you there. So what is emotional intelligence? Well, emotional intelligence is really about the capability to understand your own emotions, okay, to manage those emotions and adapt your behavior to different situations as and when you need to. And also looking at how you interact with other people. What are your social skills? How do you build relationships that have meaning, that are strong, genuine, authentic, and ensuring that you have those for a lifetime or within your workplace? When we break down emotional intelligence slightly further, there are actually five key components. Know and understand your emotions manage those emotions it's not enough to just know what they are it's also to understand how they're triggered and how you can respond rather than react to motivate yourself and others using your emotions and the pain and the gain what you love and want out of life what you don't versus what you don't want and maybe more of the painful elements how to maybe use those to actually motivate yourself but also understanding, well, if they motivate you, how do they impact other people so that you can motivate them also? Recognize and understand others' emotions. Empathy, compassion, realizing that somebody else is expressing something to you, maybe beyond the words that they're actually using, the nonverbal communication that takes place, what is actually happening underneath and manage others' emotions. So if you think about roles such as a nurse, a doctor, someone in the military, a counsellor, a therapist, somebody that has to manage the emotions of others, a leader within the workplace also does this effectively. They can be in a situation where their team are worried, stressed or anxious about a change or a process that's taking place. So it's understanding those emotions that they're receiving from their team and then looking at well how can I adapt how can I respond to help them to stay calm to encourage them and support them to get through this particular change process or situation that they're experiencing I absolutely love this quote we can poke someone in the eye and it will really hurt or we can go slowly and we can touch the whole eyeball pain-free it is by me. <laughs> that is what I say. 
that's what emotional intelligence is about. It's about taking that little bit more time to rephrase what you want to say or be prepared to say something in a different way to get a different response. We can all go about poking people in the eye and saying very direct things that will hurt them. Remember, people don't remember the words that you use, but they'll always remember the way that you made them feel. Okay. But what is emotional intelligence and what is in it for you? <laughs> what is in it for you? Why do you need this emotional intelligence? Well, you will have better mental health, without a doubt. Knowing your emotions and knowing how to manage your emotions and your energy levels will allow you to know when you need to take a break, step back, take some space from the relationship that you have to allow yourself some silence in amongst the noise or the chaos of life and greater job performance. Absolutely. The people that have the highest level of emotional intelligence, we, it has been seen, it has been correlated, do have greater job performance. Effective leadership of others, absolutely. If you can't manage your own emotions, then it is highly unlikely that you'll be able to help somebody else manage theirs. So be mindful of that. And it definitely will make you a more effective leader and a more fulfilling life. Emotional intelligence is important about having that meaningful, that fulfilling life. Harvard did the longest study on adult development that there has ever been. It was over 75 years. And what they wanted to know was what constituted a good life. What made a life good? And what they found from everyone that they studied over the 75 years was that it was about meaningful relationships, that what made a great life was the relationships that they had in it. Now, if you think about the relationships within your own life, you'll have your friends and family, your work network and your colleagues and your teammates. So there's different circles that you have these meaningful relationships within so understand that also as part of that you want to have great relationships in all areas of your life so emotional intelligence can definitely help you to do that another great reason why emotional intelligence is so important is depending on the role that you're doing your emotions and the way that you process information situations and how you respond, behave and react is imperative to how the outcome will be, uh, the result that you're going for and, and the overall performance or how somebody else feels. So if we have a look at these pictures here in the SAS, you have to have high emotional intelligence. People think of these people as hard uh, military driven individuals but they're strong critical thinkers. They have high emotional intelligence. They know when to use emotions and when not to. It would not be appropriate to be emotional when you're just about to go into battle or you're just about to be deployed into a military space. So if you think of Ant Middleton on SAS Who Dares Wins, for example, Think about the way that they approach emotions and the emotional response to situations. OK, I'm not saying it's always right to turn off the emotions because they do need to be expressed at some point. But I think it's more about delaying that emotion 
that we have. Uh, doctors, nurses, surgeons, they have to have a great high level of emotional intelligence to be able to communicate with the patient's families, to be able to communicate with the patient themselves and the fact that they may be anxious or stressed or worried. How effective are we in doing that with the people around us when they feel worried and they need that reassurance? Well, people that work in healthcare are a lot more adept um, for, for actually doing this. Then you've got therapists, people that work within psychology settings, counsellors, the people that spend a lot of time with people or leaders. And you cannot change someone's mind if you cannot speak to their heart. And it is really about creating that trust that you can connect with that person so that they understand how to uh, open up to you and how you respond to them. And that also affects how they feel. And then you've got air stewards and cabin crew, right? Air stewards, cabin crew, or air stewardess. These people see heightened situations where many people get on planes, there's turbulence, people are worried, and they are still serving the drinks, still serving the snacks with a smile on their face, reassuring and keeping everybody else calm. It's habitual to them, but they do have a lot of the time, high emotional intelligence to understand circumstances, understand situations and how they respond to those situations as well. So it really is absolutely crucial in so many different industries and so many different careers. It's about learning when to display and when to delay emotion. So like we talked about with the SES, it's not OK to display full emotions when you're about to be deployed into a military situation. However, you may have delayed emotions later on when you are back with your family and friends or back at the camp or the base. Same thing in with the hospital. I'm sure that there are many delayed emotions that get expressed, especially when there are difficult times in a healthcare setting, when that person returns home and has that time or that silence to process some of the things that happen during their day. But they've been holding themselves together, delaying those emotions, not displaying them when they are within the workplace. And that's really what emotional intelligence does. It's not you're not devoid of emotion. It's using your emotions and understanding and managing them. So that's why it's uh, important. And it does help us to reassure and put others at ease. If you can understand circumstances, understand emotions, you can help other people to manage them and reassure them. You know when you need self-care, you think, oh, actually, I'm starting to get snappy. I'm starting to get distressed. I actually can't think or process things at the moment. I'm forgetting things as well. Maybe I need to take a break. You build trust. Emotional intelligence is about building trust. It is not about trampling on people's feelings, on people's lives. Everybody is unique. It's about being compassionate and empathetic uh, towards that to build trust and have strong relationships, which we've said will create a more fulfilling life. And make difficult decisions. Emotional intelligence helps you to make difficult decisions. It absolutely does. You've got the rational side, you've got your gut instincts. And when you process that and you can understand why are my emotions telling me this? What my my mind is telling me and my thought process and my rationale is telling me that this should be a good decision. Why are my emotions making me feel that maybe it isn't? Or are they lying to me? Are these emotions actually causing me fear or distress when I'm just scared to step out of my comfort zone? So I'm going to bypass that emotion 
and I'm going to be able to still take the decision for the new job to travel somewhere or do something new. So you can make difficult decisions by a little bit easier by having high emotional intelligence and then motivate others into taking action. Absolutely. If you are the leader of a military um, mission, you know, let's think Ant Middleton, right? So he's there with his team of people. They're being deployed. He has to motivate them to take action. If he is acting worried, nervous, scared, he's going to display those emotions he's not going to motivate the rest of his team to get out of that helicopter to jump into that water so the way that he portrays himself to others will really help other people into taking action and have that courage that we're encouraging people to have I talked about it in the last one what is in it for you I'm going to go over it again better better mental health greater job performance effective leadership of others and more fulfilling life but the reason why I wanted to really hone in on this again is that did you know that you are much more likely to be earning £22,000 more a year when you have higher emotional intelligence it's a long road just by doing this course doesn't mean you're going to have extremely high emotional intelligence overnight it's work in progress and I'll explain that a little bit further in the how So how can emotional intelligence be improved? Ah, so you think that it's a one-way street. Think again. <laughs> there is no way that you can improve your emotional intelligence without the help of others, okay? It is very much about having that feedback, understanding, reflecting. And if we have a look at these three pieces of the sort of circle around how you improve emotional intelligence. It's about receiving feedback, reflecting on the feedback that you've received, then creating action or goals, tweaking something, changing a behavior slightly, changing the language that you use or the tone or the pitch of what you say to get a different response. And then you get different response or feedback as we'll call it. Then you reflect on that again. Was it good? Was it bad? Are you going to continue to keep doing it? And then you evolve and change it. The only thing that doesn't work is when you continue to stay on the train that you're on, think you do not need to change at all. And that's what we call a fixed mindset. In order to improve your emotional intelligence, it's very much about having a growth mindset understanding that we use the experiences and the learned experiences in our lives to adapt, make change, and then move forward. So if we have a look at the ways that we actually enable ourselves to improve our knowledge, the enablement star has all of these five pieces. So coaching or counseling, somebody else is involved in the process with you, like a mentor or a leader. Then you've also got courses, great. And then we're gonna check the knowledge on that check understanding, change behavior. And on the full course and, and further into it, you will get the chance to do that. Events. Events are a great way to improve your emotional intelligence. You have to interact with other people. You get a lot of feedback. You know the ones that maybe you connect with. Maybe some of the icy conversations that you have uh, where it's quite awkward. And again, you get to learn from those experiences. Books and articles, of course, you can improve your knowledge with books and articles and with audio or video. But which ones are actually the most effective for 
improving emotional intelligence, our coaching, counselling, mentorship or leadership and the courses that you choose to do with the right people or workshops. And the reason for that is that you will receive feedback. You can show the changes or the different behaviours and show progress. So that growth mindset is about that progress, that actual improvement and that continuous improvement. But it's through the help of somebody else that's directly impacting, um, able to impact the way that you view things. It's, it's OK. You can learn depending on if you've got high emotional intelligence. You can learn from books and articles, but it's about that implementation and usually the best way to have implementation, to make that action and to be held accountable is through the coaching and counselling or through courses that you do. So great work on obviously already starting your journey with this. The emotioneering triangle. So what tends to happen when we're looking to make changes is that we will be out of our comfort zone and that creates fear anxiety, stress. It's uncomfortable to us. It's not what we love to do, role play, uh, changing things, practicing something new, because we're so used to the habitual routine of our life and the things that we usually say, and our, that's where our comfort zone keeps us, is in the norm. But if we don't step out of that, we won't change. So the emotioneering triangle, which I've created, is very much about fear, courage, through to confidence. Fear is a reaction Courage is a decision and confidence is an outcome. OK, so confidence is actually something that happens from you making that change and receiving great feedback um, or understanding from reflecting on that change that it had a positive result for you. So the piece where the courses or coaching, mentorship, leadership happen are within between fear and courage because it's about encouraging you to make that change, to change your path, to make a new behavior adjustment and giving you that courage to continue to do that and to make a new decision um, and, and change the way that you view things. If we change the way we look at things, the things we look at will change. So yeah, fear is a reaction, courage is a decision and confidence is an outcome, okay? We must be prepared. You cannot think about emotional intelligence without preparing yourself for what it actually entails to improve it. And the fact is, is that you have to be curious to learn. Looking at different circumstances, different relationships around you and how other people interact, we can also learn from that. Being open to feedback. If you're closed off and a fixed mindset and you believe you can't change, then, well, we can take a horse to water but we cannot make it drink so it is about really understanding that that feedback has to come in as sometimes as uncomfortable as it is but we have to be prepared for it in order for us to grow and move forward always take that feedback from someone that you trust that you admire and you believe um, and you know a couple of different opinions as well is great to improve your emotional intelligence not just the one person understand how we view ourselves may not be the true reflection we can think that we come across great and then actually that's not how the other person interpreted what we said how much conflict do we have through conversations or situations and we think well how did that happen we have to understand that okay it could be that person's belief but it could also be the way that we've come across so it's about looking at that and understanding that 
what we think is happening and what is actually happening may be completely different. We have to be prepared to ask for help, to understand that we don't know it all and that we do need to be able to ask the right people for help or if we're not understanding something. And be prepared to challenge your belief system or your beliefs Absolutely, because some of the cognitive distortions that we set up for ourselves are not correct. We can say things like, everybody thinks this. Do they? Does everybody think that? Or is it just your perception that it's everybody? This always happens to me. Does it always happen to you? Or could it be that it's just that you hold on to that because they, they're the ones that affect you the most. Those are the ones that have made you feel insecure or unhappy. So be mindful of that. Be prepared for change. And that is how you can improve your emotional intelligence. You've already started your journey. Emotional intelligence, people skills are viewed by many as the nice to have, not the have to have. I'm here to tell you today that they are absolutely fundamental and essential at having a successful career and a fulfilling life. So we know that from a lot of the things that we discussed in the other modules when we look at how they impact our careers and how they impact the relationships that we have. So here are some stats and facts to back up that claim and why they are absolutely important to our personal development. So emotional intelligence fact number one, 26% of employers give feedback to non-supervisory roles based on emotional intelligence. That's only 26% of them. So the 74% aren't giving the feedback at all, but 26% of them have. When it's such a fundamental skill to build relationships with your customers, with people within the workplace, it is uh, quite uh, disappointing that we haven't got a higher figure on this but I'm sure it will start to come in the years ahead. Emotional intelligence fact number two, a whopping 74% of executives and senior leadership believe that emotional intelligence will become a must-have skill. So if we back that up, if they're saying it's really, really important, but we're only having 26% of organisations actually acting on that right now, then we have a big gap to actually fill. Emotional intelligence fact number three. This one's the shocking one. If you haven't fallen off your chair right now or about to faint, um, then maybe you will. This is absolutely shocking and it definitely shocked me. 64% of employees say that they would trust an artificial intelligent robot more than their actual manager. And that study was done by Oracle and Future Workplace. That's over half. Um, that's over half of people that say that they would trust a robot more. So we have to do more in terms of emotional intelligence, leadership. And it, if you think about it, the statistics of the pressures and the statistics of mental health have gone up, but we're not improving our leadership and our people skills. So is there some type of correlation there? I believe there is. Um, I'll leave you to make your own mind up on that as well. Emotional intelligence fact number four, the demand for emotional intelligence skills in the workplace will increase as artificial intelligence goes up and evolves as well. And the demand is estimated to increase by six times, by six times the amount that it is now. 74% of businesses really still have that opportunity to train people within the workplace on that and obviously the general public as well. And fact number five, 
this is for everyone. This fact is for everybody. 85% versus 10. So 85 to 87% of success is accounted for by emotional intelligence. Although we only actually pay attention to these skills 10% of the time. And I'm reading this great book at the moment that's based around consciousness uh, within sales uh, by a great guy called Taryn Hughes. And this 10% is where we're not being conscious the rest of the time to how we improve our interactions with other people and, and also how we speak and we act uh, to ourselves and our belief and what we're thinking and saying to ourselves. Be mindful of what you say to yourself. You're always listening. But yeah, 10% of the time. So how do we unlock that? How do we improve the emotional intelligence that we have? And if we pay a little bit more attention to it, I'm sure that we all can definitely do that. Thanks for listening to the Emotioneering podcast with me, Melissa Curran, today. It's been great. Remember to subscribe to Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or all three. You can also come to the website, modernmindgroup.com, where you can subscribe there, stay in contact, and let us know what you really think. Give us the feedback. This is going to get better by knowing what you think. Uh, has this given you food for thought? Has it helped you change something? What has it inspired? Let us know, because that's why we're doing it. It's all about the people, people, people. <laughs> Have a great day and ciao for now.